This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oh, it's a goal. Who got the assist? Who got the assist? Hello and welcome to our WGTA Summer Specials. As with last year, this year a lot of our summer content veers away from the usual tactical stuff regarding FPL, like going through all the fixtures, going team by team and creating that sort of marathon price player analysis that leads into two massive episodes that you've probably fallen asleep by the end of, let's be fair. Instead, we're going to focus on the macro big picture issues which touch FPL as well as doing some of the tactical stuff, but we're giving some time to this sort of thing. Last year, uh, for longer-term listeners, you remember your behavioural science, analytics and fandom and the interplay they have with fancy football, using guest speakers who have special knowledge of the subject. And this year, we're following a similar format, but given time restraints, it will just be a two-parter rather than a trilogy. The topics this year are FPL and behavioural science, part two, Ross, FPL Raptor and Simon Marchback, and FPL and ICKs with FPL Nima and Sam Martin. Well, of course, an intro pod to the season, which will be out by the time you listen to this, as well as a price analysis and a final preseason pod as well, will follow in a packed summer. The summer special episode you're listening to is FPL and ITKs, where Lucy and I are joined by FPL Nima and Sam Martin. Lucy, how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. I'm enjoying the sun, some genuinely bizarre transfer rumours, and time without looking at Southampton's results, which, you know, has always got to be a good thing. Really looking forward to hearing more from our marvellous guests, of course. We are Who Got the Assist? Tom on the main account. You can find him at WGTA underscore FPL. And I'm Lucy at Lucy Heinet. On this summer special with ITKs, we'll be doing what is an ITK? Are there different kinds of ITK? And if so, what they are? What kind of things make an ITK trustworthy? And how do ITKs impact FPL? Cool. And today we are joined by two people with close knowledge of the subjects to navigate us through this. They are Nima, FPL underscore Nima, and Sam Martin at 
S-M-U-E-L, Martin FPL. So missing the A. I'm sure there's some sort of arcane reason behind that, hey? But first off, Nima joins us again after coming on back in February, what seems like an eon ago, episode 26. How are you doing? Can you tell us a little bit about your ITK sort of background as well, uh, just to get us kicked off? Yeah, of course. Uh, nice to be back. It's always great to see you guys. Um, and nice to see Lucy on the show and be joined by Sam. So obviously we met a few years ago through my kind of previous ITK knowledge that is no longer relevant thanks to the deadline changing. So when we go into what different types of ITKs we have, I'm sure we'll touch on it more. But essentially, um, I would have access to certain lineup news around 75 minutes before kickoff. And as you recall, Tom, the deadline back in those days used to be 60 minutes before deadline. So it used to be like gold dust in the good old days. It was ridiculous, wasn't it? And we'll definitely hear from you about that and hear from Rockstar as well about that in just a bit. And we're also joined by Sam Martin, who many of you will know as the go-to guy for Leicester News, specifically on Twitter. Welcome to the pod, Sam. All the right. And as with Nima, a small tidbit about your ITK chops would be great. Welcome all. No, there's nothing too exciting about the uh, S-M-U-E-L. Martin, that was solely because I've got quite a common name. So um, <laughs> growing up, my, my original account was just Smule Martin. That's what I was called as a kid. So that sort of stuck with me. I've sort of been on FPL Twitter about two and a half years, actually just before COVID kicked in. Been sort of a Leicester fan all my life. So that's where the sort of the Leicester links come from. I'm, I'm very different in, in terms of some ITKs that, that know a bit about everything. Mine is very, very niche. So it's good when we do well and it's not very uh, useful at all when, like last season when we're not very good. But yeah, we'll, we'll get on to a bit more. But it's lovely to be here. I, I'm a regular listener, so it's nice to make a debut. Yeah, great to have you on. Obviously, you, you were on a few of the spaces I did, I think, last year as well. So it was good to hear from you there. So let's start off. What is an ITK? You know, we're using this, this sort of phrase. Obviously, the abbreviation means in the know. I mean, Lucy, how would you kind of define what an ITK is? Just to get the basics in before we get going and build on it. Well, they're people in the know, aren't they? They're people with information that we wouldn't otherwise get from a source they may have or may be or are offering us some kind of insight that we wouldn't get via mainstream media, whether that be lineups, injury news, transfer news, etc. Does that seem fair enough? Yep, nods all around, seems fairly succinct. Why do they do it is probably quite interesting. And I suppose for me, I guess the power of knowledge, I guess, is the key reason that ITKs exist. And you see this sort of thing actually throughout society. I was just thinking on the way home from work, from the power of listening to important scientists in the pandemic, the deference people give to, you know, financial and trading experts in trying times and also the influence leveraged by those who are taps into higher government like the power of knowledge drives behavior and reaction across society and it's often the case that who wields knowledge wields power or at least the power to influence events and relating that sort of macro stuff to the micro world of football and later on into even more tiny world of fpl we see through this prism how behavior in areas like the betting markets is impacted by the power of knowledge and in the summer months as we're in now journalists like fabrizio romano you know, his phone must be hovering off the table given the amount of interaction he gets through the power of knowledge that he's got and to relate to fpl we have guys like nima and sam here who are different types of itks albeit in their own way or were in nima's case i mean let's start with you sam I mean, what do you do, which to, to, for people who don't know, and why did you start to do it? So for people that, that don't follow me or, or, or don't know who I am, I'm sort of just lucky in that I, I know the right people and sort of regularly get the, the Leicester team a little bit earlier than, than what many others would. That's something that's happened 
for years and years through various bits and pieces. I'm obviously not going to go into too much detail, but historically there was other people that were passed that information from the same sort of line. And I sort of sat in the wings a little bit and at times I sort of giving to this information to people who were gaining lots of followers and, and all this sort of bits and pieces. And I played FPL myself. I didn't have an FPL Twitter account. And then those sort of worlds merged, so to speak. Loads of people will tell you different reasons. The, the main reason is is just that that clout. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you and, and say that, oh, it's for the greater good or, or anything like that. It's, mm. it's, it's an easy way for people to, to sort of grow their accounts. You know, I'd, I'd like to think that there's, there's more to me than than just Leicester teams, and and obviously Nima will show you the same. There's, there's more to him than than what he'd done previously, you know. So it's an easy way, and I, and I know that sounds bad, but it's an easy way just to grow your account, and then all of a sudden you're sat with a lot of followers. I think my very first tweet was sort of saying that Barley was going to miss the Norwich game, you know, and within a night I'm sort of sat at four and a half thousand followers, and I know that's not fair to a lot of people that that graft hard to, to gain followers, but that's just the way of the world. There's a lot that comes with it. Uh, as well mm. it's it's not entirely um, a joyful experience but i'd always try and pass that information i know i joke about oh it's never for the greater good but i do enjoy the fact that you're sort of helping people out you know and when you get it right and it's one say for example that body one you know it was nice that i was literally getting threats and people saying there's no way this is right there's no way this is right and it's nice to sort of go back when it when it turns out to be right sort of get stuck in for a few people but there's a lot of different reasons, but um, yeah, I would say that that would be where my priorities are, so to speak. Interesting. Interesting. I guess like that your one is still a bit, and we'll come on to kind of different types in just a minute, but your one's still kind of pretty valid, isn't it? Whereas and Nima, your experience was a little bit different, wasn't it, way back in the day? Yeah, so I think for me, I was someone who was a lurker on Reddit, and I wasn't really on FPL Twitter myself either till about two and a half years ago. So Project Restart is when it really kicked off. And around then, I'd come across this account, FPL Rockstar. People used to post his tweets on Reddit. And I was always like, oh, this guy's putting stuff out in the same window that I get it every week. That's interesting. So I kind of followed him for a while. And then he came out and said he wasn't going to share any news coming towards the end of the season. So I'd kind of got in touch with a few people. Um, I think I'd seen like a Ben Krellin tweet about someone he was going to buy. And I DM'd him and was like, you know, this guy's benched. And he replied and said, you know, I missed this pre-deadline. Do you get this every week? And I was kind of like, yes, of course. And he's like, you know, would you share it? And I'd never really thought about that. And then it kind of dawned on me that, you know, I wasn't someone very well connected in the football world. And yet I had this info. So it got me thinking, how many people in the media have this info? You know, how many people work for broadcasters? And how many people know the team sheets under embargo, under the promise to legally not share it until 60 minutes before, right? When we get the true lineups. And I kind of started watching a lot of FPL content and I moved to Twitter and I noticed a lot of big content creators from big sites that I won't name. You know, they were kind of saying they were going to do one thing and then you'd see their transfers were one minute before deadline and they'd like minus eight out a legit captaincy option that they said they were going to captain on their video. And it got me thinking, how long have the elite of FPL been sitting on this info? Because if I have it and I'm not really part of the football world and I'm not as connected as Sam, I've not met those same people. How many people have it and have been using it to get top finishes year after year? So I know you say you don't do it just for the greater good, but for me, it was a little bit like that. I didn't expect it to snowball. I, I didn't know, Sam, how quickly people jump on info like this. And when you get it right once or twice, how quickly they just arrive, like the followers come like in planes, not even buses. And, you know, when I started sharing it on Twitter anonymously, I don't think I kind of expected it to go so viral and, I got to a point where I think in four weeks after Project Restart, I hit like 25k followers and 
for, for all it's worth on the kind of final game week of the season, I, I came to my senses after my source wasn't very happy with me as well about doing this because I never thought it'd go so viral. Mm. And I deleted my account. I deactivated it. I lost all my followers, all that power that we talk about, Sam, all that clout. And I kind of started again and just at this point, I'd got the FPL community bug and I became a writer. I started being on a YouTube shows as guests and I made my own YouTube show. This season, I'm making an Arsenal specific pod. So I've really gotten into the FPL community and I'm a big lover of it. We do meetups and stuff, as you know. But it's mad to think that had I not got this kind of snippet of info and not thought to share it with the greater world, none of this snowballing would have led to meeting so many great people. Um, Obviously, we met through that as well, Tom. And I think for me, the main thing, I wanted to share it because I kind of thought if so many people have it, why shouldn't everyone? It's not fair. And I've always been a believer that FPL deadline should be at kickoff. So we all have the same knowledge, but FPL towers would disagree and say that that's not a level playing field because of people in you know time zones where it's the middle of the night. Yeah, I guess long story short, I, I kind of felt that it was unfair that they then moved the deadline to 90 minutes. Now there's a rise of even more fake ITKs and fake lineup news and fake leaks about who plays. So, mm. you know, I'd argue that there are still people out there like, you know, we know Andy, he's a massive FPL YouTuber, the biggest out there, arguably, let's talk FPL. On his deadline stream now, I tune in and listen to see if he says Robertson starts or not <laughs> most weeks. Because clearly, the people who had the knowledge like you or Andy and have sources at these clubs, you still get this info. And therefore, I'd say that moving the deadline actually made it less of a level playing field because the people who still have sources still have them. And they will potentially still know more than 90 minutes before. So I'd argue the other way that kickoff is the best time. But I'm sure we'll talk about FPL more as well as we go. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I've I've got a little um, tidbit actually from Rockstar, who's probably the the biggest ITK that I know. I mean, obviously in the past we've had things like the Anfield Express and things like uh, Sean from Enderby, who I believe you may know, Sam. And <laughs> um, I think Rockstar was the big one that really got it going. I've got something that he sent over to me just to play for the benefit of everybody listening. I guess I started being an ITK by chance at the tail end of the eighteen nineteen season. I got burnt badly by a fake leak. I'm sure someone said Firmino wasn't starting, so I transferred him out, he started, he returned. It then dawned on me that I did have access to this information, I've been playing fantasy for years, but in the Times and the Telegraph, deadline was never an issue. You made transfers before kickoff. To start with, I was really interested in Liverpool team news, but by the start of the 1920 season, I realised that this could influence other decisions in my FPL team. And at this stage on Twitter, I was very low-key. I thought maybe a few of my like-minded addicts might like this also. To start with, I mean, believe me though, you know, the classic source a few times when I started posting, but after a while people started taking notice. I got to September, October, and my followers would double every time I leaked info. It got to the point where every Thursday and Friday people were saying, well, I have news for you. The problem was that I never knew for certain I would get the news, so I kept my head down on the Saturday. I often wouldn't look on Twitter on a Saturday morning, as it would be full of requests I didn't have the answer to. I don't work in sports. I'm a normal guy. I've got a wife, two kids and a dog. There's never an agenda of any of this. I was just trying to help out others who love the game. Sure, I'd get a buzz when my phone blew up and the thanks I would get. It would be crazy. And this was when I started using the Eddie Van Halen gif as a signal. I had some news just to give me a minute to type it out. After a while, it was getting a bit too intense. I'd announced I'm taking a few weeks off to manage expectations, as I said I had a family and work commitments that would have to come first. They always come first. There was a period of probably six months where no one in the world knew what I was doing. It started to become a bit of a burden in the end. 
A minority started saying as well that it's not fair or, you know, they didn't like the early team news. Fair enough. By this point, there are others who were leaking to the likes of Scarface and Co. I made the decision that, that I didn't want to influence in leagues at the end of that first season, so I bowed out with two weeks to go. By the end of that season, there was a backlash against ITKs, there were loads of leakers and loads of fake leakers as well, so I got that. But it only ever came from genuine place for me. I never once asked for retweets or likes. I wasn't doing it for any financial motive, although I had plenty of offers. And many prominent accounts asked for the rules to be changed after the last day of the season with the leaks. They subsequently did, and I'm glad. Very similar to you, Nima, like that he was kind of quite happy when it moved because it kind of rendered his information irrelevant. And I guess he was very similar, it sounds like, to you as well, but it was for like egalitarian reasons. Yeah, no, I think so. I, I was very fortunate to win his uh, mini league and I actually had the very big privilege of meeting this very normal man, as he says. And his words to me when I said, I'm looking forward to meeting you were, it's going to be very underwhelming um, <laughs> with his two kids and dog. Um, after two, three years of following him and being inspired by him and starting to leak in the exact same way he did, I even made my bio look like his when I started. Um to meet him and hear his stories, he says, he's explained there in that jigsaw from Saw-like voice note there. It, it was pretty fascinating to think that just normal guys like us had this info. So how many around the world must have had it? And, you know, they kept it to themselves. So I'd like to think we were kind of the Robin Hoods of the FPL world, although many will disagree. And I, I'm pretty certain that wasn't the reason they changed it. What are the different sorts of ICK? Like, do you think you guys represent two different categories of it remember sam i think you tweeted a while ago didn't you that that it has to be really understood that there are two different sorts like the the lineup guys and your sort i mean could you just verbalize that like what are the two different types in your view yeah you've got the two different types so say rockstar uh, as an example that tends to be someone who's involved with probably one of the the media companies or, or someone like that um all of those sort of companies have access to a portal where the teams are uploaded and then sort of 15 minutes for they jump in that just so they can get tweets ready um various bits and pieces so that an hour before the kickoff that's why all the all sort of like the team's graphics and stuff like that all the, the sky sports they're ready to go as soon as it goes because they have sort of a head start basically i know nima's obviously alluded to the fact that in once in a blue moon that can go wrong but 99 out of 100 and that's going to be spot on but that's very close to the deadline whereas what my tweets are based on and that tends to be information from a source more specific you know so like someone who is obviously knows information or it could even be like third party down the line of, of someone who knows information that comes either from the club or um, well, I guess ultimately it originates from the club somewhere at its original source. So that then can be a lot earlier because, for example, you know, most teams, the teams will be picked well in advance. It's not like kids football, you know, and the manager half an hour before the team's going, right, uh, and you're playing here and you're playing here, you know. Mm. At, at the pro level, they're probably, if a game's Saturday, they'll be setting up on the Friday, you know, they'll train as an eleven. Everyone will know sort of each individual responsibility. So there's so many people that have access to that information. And there'll be so many people that have access to each other's information. You know, like I would be very surprised if someone like Grealish didn't know who was starting for Villa the next day. Even though he's at Man City now, you know, like these players talk. There will be a lot of people out there who have access to everyone's teams before, just in in knowing the right people, you know, like clubbers who have been around, you know, like journalists who 
who are a lot well better connected, if you like, will sort of have information that, that like Nima says, that no one or not many people will have, but a lot more people than you think will have. But then obviously that, that team isn't official, although that team has sort of been picked, so to speak. There's nothing stopping the manager or whoever saying, you know, what, I, I thought about it last night and no, we're not going to do this now. We're going to change and we're going to play this way. And that's where things can go wrong because, because people can change. Like Aubameyang coming late to the North London derby and being dropped. Like, you know, he's the captain. You expect him to start. All your sources could tell you he's going to start, including himself. But even he doesn't know he's going to start and he's going to be that late. So, yeah, things do change. And I think what's interesting is, obviously, as you say, I think there are two types. But I do think they cross over as well because I do believe that journalists are the one that perhaps have a finger in both pies, whether it's the media portals and the lineups or they're there with the clubs, with sources, with players, through agent. And I think once you get into this kind of, I guess, the dark world of ITKs, as you might call it, mm. and as you find other people who probably also have legit info, info sharing does happen on a mass scale. And like, you will find ITKs who kind of be like, I've got this, what do you have? And they'll compare. And if they, like, if one of them says like Harvey Barnes starts and one of them thinks Harvey Barnes doesn't, you start to really doubt your own source. So like, even if Sam is certain that he's right and that Barnes should be starting, I'm sure when he hears from a credible person that he thinks might also have a source elsewhere, that for an alternative means of communication, it's been told that the guy doesn't start. As someone oh, who's but- put that info out there, you feel like your neck is on the line. You start panicking. And that's the thing. Like, so I think that's why ITK's kind of, end up sharing a lot of information with each other because you're almost sense checking your info, right? But then at the same time, you're trying to find other people who have sources because you get this bug, as you say, it becomes addictive, as Rockstar said. And you kind of, like, say, I don't have access to any of those media things through my original sources. But since then, as the years have gone on, I found other people who can still log into those portals, right? So every once in a while, I'll still get that info just from a different person now. And with with the portal, um, it's it's basically the Premier League's portal, which Sam alluded to. I think it's an hour before kickoff is when we see the lineups, we as in the general public. But an hour and 15 minutes before kickoff is when the lineups are put through so they can do all the graphics and stuff like that. And some people, as Neem was saying, do then get access to... The portal so they can then see what the lineups are and tell other people and that was the problem with problem in inverted commas or the problem that fpl addressed by moving the deadline back to 90 minutes because you have lots of rockstar scarface other people who were publishing the lineups saying here's the lineup guys do what you want with it for the first game that was what kind of was important there i suppose that was quite interesting actually and you've both kind of touched on it a little bit rockstar mentioned like how the whole thing kind of snowballed on him and how, you know, kind of developed a kind of momentum that he'd never really thought would happen and, and wasn't really the reason why he'd done it. And I just wondered if you guys had kind of found that whole like buzz around your own accounts is kind of quite, you found that difficult to manage or fun to manage or kind of how, how you'd felt about that really? No, that's a really good question. I will give a quick answer so Sam can get involved too. But um, it, it was exciting. Like I had Premier League footballers whose DMs are closed, like contacting me. You just started like contacting people you never in a million years thought you would ever be able to speak to through this source of info. And they were in the football industry, which was wild. Obviously, I lost contact with all of these people and once I had to delete my account. But I think one thing I wasn't ready for was how toxic it can be. And I think Rockstar gets this too. Like anything he tweets now, people will say like, I think Rockstar needs a rest. There's some sick people out there who just hold on to these quips. For me, people would always say, oh, you're just guessing, you're just guessing. And even when I got wild information right from teams like City, 
they would still say you're guessing even if it wasn't the case, even with a 100% track record. It got to the point where people were quite rude and abrasive and they would, they would send you quite abusive messages on the timeline and the comments and the DMs. People would contact you and you never knew who you were talking to. Obviously, direct messages can't be deleted either. So when you send someone a DM from that kind of account, you've got to treat it as public information because they can just screenshot what you said. You can never delete it and they can then put that on the timeline. So I think like Rockstar, I very quickly learned you can't trust many people. And there was a rise in other ITKs who all had various sources, some through lineups, some through clubs. But we kind of ended up banding together because once you realize other people who had legit news versus fake, it was very easy to spot. And then those were the people you ended up talking to and interacting with because it's like only they understood the journey you were going mm. on and the abuse you were getting. So it was nice to at least have kind of this fellowship of people that you could talk to that understood how it all felt and how wild it was. Because it, it was, you couldn't keep up with it, honestly. Like some days you wake up and there'd be thousands of new followers. It was a bit of a strange time, that's for sure. Yeah, you, I mean, I remember Rockstar like got to 50K like in a flash, didn't he? And I remember the old account that you had did the same. I mean, Sam... Does your experience mirror Nima's in any way, shape or form? Because I mean, you're still plugging away with your account. You're still giving out information to this day. How does your experience feel compared to that? Yeah, I, th- I think what, what Nima says is, is pretty much nail on the head. You know, in order to do it, you have to sort of weigh up what you don't mind putting up with for, for the benefits that you get out of it. Like Nima said, I've been able to make friends and be in contact with people that, that I ordinarily would not. You know, there's a lot of people that I am now really good friends with as, as a result of having a bit of a profile that ordinarily, and, and I know that's wrong with us, just the way of the world, that it would be difficult without that. So that's certainly a, a benefit to it, you know um it it is intense obviously I was always protected slightly by the fact that in the nicest possible way to the, the team I support you know we're, we're not the biggest club side you know there's outside of the FTL like the, the Leicester team is pretty niche you know like um yeah around Leicester people care about it but if Leicester are not the early kickoff or if the, the team's after the deadline then then really it doesn't matter too much I think when it's games against the big teams or and I'm, I'm sure we'll touch on it sort of later in in a bit more detail. But say uh, transfer news that involves players going to big teams. That was like the one that like really opened my eyes, like the, the Chilwell one, because I've gone from it just being FPL people or the odd Leicester account, but but then all of a sudden all these huge Chelsea accounts are getting involved. I was being invited on like huge podcasts, and I was like, whoa, I need to take like a step back like because I don't even know how much of, the, sort of this sort of information I told but like I was driving on a long drive and it just got banged into a group chat that I'm with like from loads of people around where I am it was <laughs> tenuous at best I didn't even really think you know if I wasn't driving I probably wouldn't have tweeted it like it was like yeah. rosy information and I just sort of like threw it out there sort of throw my phone away I didn't look at my phone for like an hour and then check my phone and I was like oh what have I done like I was just getting like uh, abused from everyone. It's not happening. It's not happening. Like all these huge Chelsea accounts, like talking like hundreds of thousands of followers, like getting involved. Oh, can you come on this podcast? And it was weird. I was in a situation and I was like, please, can he go? Please, can he go? I was like, because it's not even like, not even my thoughts and chill. I didn't matter. It was like, I just, I'm like going to be in a lot of trouble if this move doesn't materialize. And I was getting more and more abuse the longer it went on. And then finally it was announced. But then those ones, like, they do just then catapult you up because if you're plucking stuff that literally, like, it's not talked about anywhere, you know, anyone can jump on, like, a, a rumour later on, you know, 
been, if you're like the very first then people are like there is something serious but yeah that was like a yeah a proper random one but that's a lot of this time what this is you know and like I'm, I can trust the less ones a little bit more but that's why you do have to be like so careful because a lot of the time like it could just be anyone putting this information in Damn, you know? you're not doing yourself a lot of favors here you're, you're no, making it know, sound but, a lot more ropey than we all assumed it was uh, no but for, for some of it, it is and i think that's like important that people do know this you know yeah, like, and that's where it's so different to to sort of like nemas and and uh rock stars and that's where the trade-off is in terms of like time when they do it is like spot on this is completely official you know like bang 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 there's nothing gonna go wrong there like a lot of the information that sort of say myself or X, the West Ham fan, that just comes from from hearing the right things, you know. And there's so many things that can change in between the time. Like I'll purposely go early with it, you know, because so that's to give like sort of Nima said, that one is genuinely from like I could wait until five minutes before the deadline and go, oh, by the way, bang, 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 bang. And it would screw so many people because it would be so close to the deadline. But like Obviously, if I got the information out, then I would still rather like everyone has it. Like, um, you know, but but then there's so much time where something could go wrong. And a lot of the time stuff does go wrong. No, all it takes is like someone to not feel well in the morning. You could name a, a team of 11 players and 10 of them right. And just one lad, like, he's just not in, in the squad. And then everyone goes, no, you know nothing. It was all wrong. You sort of sit back and think it was probably right when I yeah, things change. Sam, yeah. just to add to that as an anecdote, so similarly, Ben Dinnery, who obviously is known for his injury website, he had similar scenario to you where, you know, he'd been told by someone, like essentially the dinner lady in the team canteen, like this guy is definitely here. But then between that time and the time they arrive on the pitch, if the guy suddenly feels unwell and gets sent home and isn't in the squad, you can't do anything. And he got crucified for it. And I think this does happen um, when you've got the info the sooner you get it there's more opportunity for things to change and i think people don't appreciate that that enough if it's case even with transfer news right like a deal can be agreed with the club but there is a, like a one percent chance something can go wrong right at the last minute and it all falls apart we saw that with the de Gea transfer over a fax that got delivered a minute after the deadline right so yeah. these things happen <laughs> right <laughs> um, and then the other interesting one is so i know you say that the the lineups through the media and stuff obviously like season should be 100% right but I recall there was a season recently where I think the lineups in the portal were wrong I believe it was the Man United Liverpool game and it had been postponed due to something like COVID and when the kind of media went to upload it both Rockstar and the global media put the wrong lineup out and it was because the lineup from the original unpostponed game was still there and it hadn't updated to the recent one so people were like calling Rockstar a fraud for this like one discrepancy in years of getting it 100% right and none of the track record before as you say whether you get 10 out of 11 right but just one wrong none of that mattered to them they were out for blood and yeah. they, they can't understand the human side of it that shit happens especially in this world of ITKs um, and in your side of it there is a lot of stuff that can change between that information and when the match starts. I think journalism is quite an interesting one to just kind of touch on there. Sam, I mean, I think it's Rob Tanner, isn't it, who covers uh, Leicester for the Athletic. I mean, would you and him have the same sources? I mean, what's the interaction like between ITK's journalists? Do you have the same like information kind of pathways and things, or is it completely I, different? I would, um, I would imagine that, that he knows information that he keeps to himself purely because that's his job. You know, in the nicest possible way, there's a lot of repercussions for him if he upset the the wrong people. You know, like it doesn't matter to me. You know? <laughs> You know, like, it, I'm not overly bothered. 
I'm not in any way linked to the thing. You know, Rob Tanner needs the access to be able to speak to Leicester players to do articles for the Athletic. You know, the the last thing he wants to do is, is upset anyone or, or anything like that. So it, it's funny, though, like because he could do a big exclusive for the Athletic and everyone go, oh, it's really good journalism, you know, because he's put it in, a, in an article and, and everyone go, yeah, like he's got really good sources. And, and that's just the job. Whereas like, one person tweets it then like all hell breaks loose fly a, a journalist was saying the sort of stuff that, that we did and it does happen especially around england and at the world cup you get that all the time like oh this is what uh we expect the england team to be you know um, like the night before right <laughs> yeah and in, in other sports you know like england's cricket team will release a team like the day before i, I don't know why around football it's such a taboo this is all we can do like whereas like rugby they'll just like tweet it like oh this is what our team's going to be tomorrow oh, everyone gets so bothered like even to the point where like rockstar can tweet something like after the deadline for the majority of his followers like i appreciate that for some games it's not after the deadline but after the deadline so, and he's getting like abuse and stuff like that and you're like what's it even matter now you're finding the team out probably in like seven minutes yeah i think part of it's like the the premier league's power in a way like they expect to have secure information that no one is allowed to touch and probe um, I know, like, you were talking about local journalists and what they can and can't say. I mean, I'm not, I don't have any sources particularly, but I do speak to, like, local journalists for Southampton, for example. And I know loads of them said to me, oh, I've got information on this, but I, there's no way I can publish anything on it because if I do, they'll cut me off, basically. So the fixture list um, being released two hours before official release, and I'm sure the Premier League were in quite a few people's inboxes in the FA threatening to take them to court because they know where they got it from, which is obviously where the fixtures live. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's there's a general kind of almost an arrogance, I guess, to the Premier League that other people shouldn't have access to information. And if you do have access to information, we should be able to, they should be able to control that information. I think they just want the big marketing push. They want the impressions on their account. Um, they, they want to milk as much money out of this multi-billion pound league as they can. Absolutely. It's- it all comes down to money in the end, doesn't it? <laughs> I think it does, right? Um, I don't know if you guys um, remember, there was there was an interesting info a few years ago. There was an account that was leaking info, an FPL account. And everyone was saying, including Ole, I think, that Rashford was out for like two weeks and it was minor. And they put their neck on the line and said Rashford was out like long term and wasn't coming back that season. And they got abused a lot and that came to be true. But later on, I think this is something that people don't talk about is when you do leak this stuff, whether you're a journalist or otherwise, normally, like even if your source is in first hand and it's third hand, the clubs, especially clubs like Liverpool, they're so angry about these leaks that they will put out fake info and give different fake info to different people to then see where it leaks from to try and plug the holes to never give info to whoever then gave it on as a third party info. So that same account that got the Rashford news right. They'd said that Van Dyke was going to leave Liverpool and they got abused for that too. But because of their Rashford track record with the injury, they were believed by some and that account eventually disappeared. Um, I believe they actually had a very big link to Liverpool. And um, I, I think that they or their family were friends with Dalgish. And um, yeah, again, like once you get kind of burned like that, then the club knows. And similar with the lineups. And I know we're saying that they're 75 minutes before kickoff. But there was a world a few years ago where they were there three days before. So to Sam's point about knowing the 11 days in advance, um, clubs like Crystal Palace used to, in good faith, put their legit starting 11 three days before the match. And then as those leaks became more common, that's when some teams started to put fake lineups in 
and then swap it to the correct lineup 75 minutes before. And now it's become much more common practice that it's only at 75 minutes because it's just clear that it's like a, it's like a boat with so many holes and they have been trying to plug it. But even with fake news and fake lineups, the info somehow always still gets out there because as Sam says, so many people know. And I think 90% of the time it's the players and their families. And that's how it gets out. Like they'll put a little Snapchat to one of their stories of like, look who's in the 11 with me. And then their random cousin in Spain will tell some other guy on Twitter and then it will end up on a tweet. And like this stuff legit happens. That's how half of the ITK news is coming out is just because of the players. As Richard Arnold, uh, the Manchester United CEO said, some disgruntled fans in the pub over the summer, two sources of dressing room leaks have now been transferred out of the club. So yes, I'm sure that clubs will also know exactly where this is coming from. But to summarise this section and take a quick break after that before we move on to kind of moving it into FPL. But we've got here Sam and Nima, two different types of ICKs. Sam doing it for clout, not sitting on info to some extent, <laughs> but it's more of a kind of, you know, I'll show you, I've got the right information, come at me. Whereas Nima and Rockstar as well, it was more sort of egalitarian reasons. It was more for the greater good sort of thing. And obviously Nima, you leaving the account behind probably shows that it wasn't really to do with kind of you know, amassing followers because the account that you had which i'm sure we referenced a couple of times did have an absolutely massive following but you deleted it and moved on with your life as it were onto better and brighter things uh, there's two types of ick so there's club people like sam who get info from people connected to the club and you know, as sam has said there's loads of different ways in which that happens and the information is a bit more gray than the likes of rockstar nema that information, it still makes a difference when the information comes out, as we'll find out in the second half. But it's black and white, really, apart from 0.001% of the time. The deadline team is the team. Both types of ITKs, they deal with chaos bombs. They can throw something in, and that can create a follow explosion in the blowback. But it does sound like a bit of a lonely existence by what you guys are saying. ITKs, you know, checking notes together in dark rooms, making sure you've got the right information for fear of being publicly flagellated when things go a bit wrong. Ah, interesting worlds. I hope that's shone a light really on the dingy world of ICKs. Let's take a break there and we'll move on to how this all links to FPL and FPL Twitter as well, FPL socials at least, just after this. Who got the assist? Who got the assist? Right, so we're back. And I think what's really interesting actually here, and we've kind of skirted around it a little bit, is this notion of trust when it comes to ICKs. So I think that's the all-important thing, isn't it? We spoke about the power of knowledge to some extent and the way this knowledge is divined. But I think it's really interesting too to think about why an ITK in particular is trustworthy. I mean, these guys have got their in-depth knowledge. But Lucy, I mean, for you, when you kind of see one of these new people pop up online and they've got something to say and you know, they're right the first time and it could be a lucky guess and so on and so forth what kinds of things are you likely to believe and is motive important for you to establish um well I, i'm a cynic in all things i do so pretty much most people i doubt and i think there have been several occasions where people have probably taken more of a chance and benefited out of it from an fbl perspective whereas i tend to just kind of follow people see if there's any kind of pattern to what they're kind of sharing with people if it is that they're consistently giving team news just before the deadline do they maybe have a media source or is it all just a bit of a punt which let's be honest a lot of it is I think there's a big pattern of people just having quite educated guesses and maybe blurring the lines between those educated guesses and um 
actual team news. I know Sam's quite good at saying when he is when he has actually got information and when he is just making an educated guess. And as someone who has like fairly detailed knowledge of a club and has educated guesses, I do try to make clear that that's a different thing. But yeah, some people like to blur those lines, so I tend to be quite skeptical of those two. But yeah, I think a lot of these accounts that you just have to kind of treat with a degree of skepticism from the outset. That's unfortunate for people that are genuine sources and do have genuine information. But I think that's just the nature of the beast, really. One common pattern I'm sure you've seen, Sam, is there's accounts that will put up these kind of guesses and they delete all the incorrect ones. And because they had no followers at the time, it's never really tracked or screenshotted. So then when they get something huge right and people tell them they've just guessed, they point back to their timeline as reference of like months of correct info without us ever knowing. Like, as you say, maybe we need to be skeptical, Lucy, because there is no evidence of what was there that they deleted that was wrong. I'd say as well, like I get, and, and I'm sure Neem is probably the same, because of like this, again, in inverted commas, sort of status as an ITK, I'll get a lot of people message me just being like, oh, by the way, this person starts for this team. And so I have to do quite a bit of, not detective work, but sort of checking into the authenticity of these messages I get. And you're more likely to believe them when they're not FPL accounts. If just some random, I don't know, some random Norwich fan at tweets, and nine times out of 10, I couldn't care less. It'll, it'll be like, oh, by the way, this is the Norwich team, right? And I'll be like, all right, cheers. And he is just genuinely telling me that because they know that. When some random like FPL, you, you sort of have to think to yourself, why would they know this information? And that's why, again, going back to like when, say if someone, they know for, for whatever reason, Liverpool info three hours before deadline. And fair play, they get it right. You know, like, and then the next game week, they're tweeting like, I don't know, Chelsea news. And people go, yeah, but they probably are right because they got like the, the Liverpool news last time. And I'm like, that is uh, such a red flag that would be me going, there is no way, like you're just guessing at this point. Because if, if you're going to do it, you sort of have a niche, you know, like, like people will message me, oh, do you know the, do you know the Man City team? I was like, I would not even get anywhere near. I could try and guess for you, but like, who do I know that's <laughs> Man City? Yeah. Like, you, you sort of have to like think, why would certain people know certain things? There has to be a, a bit of a, a logic behind it if you're just sort of blaring into it. And it's the same as what does the person that's tweeting it have to lose? You know, if, if Andy tweets something, and 100 plus K followers, well, what is he now? 200 plus K followers or, or whatever. If he tweets something and it's wrong, he has so much to lose. So that would sort of lend me to believe that it's a little bit more. If, I don't know, I'm just looking at my desk. If FPL Water Bottle with four followers, you know, <laughs> tweets something and it's wrong, what does it matter? He just deletes his tweet, changes his name and everyone forgets. And that's why it's so important. And I'm bad because I never do it. I always think, oh, who cares? But it's so important that someone's seen to be guessing, just block the account. Because you'll think, oh, I'll remember never to follow FPL Water Bottle again. But the next week, they're then like FPL... Hot Water Bottle. Yeah, and you're going, oh, this, must be, this is a new account. I've never heard of them before. And it's just someone just changing the thing. Because all you have to do is get a couple right. And before you know it, like people go, oh, no, they genuinely do know something. And then they'll change again. And then they'll pack the ITK in and then they'll just try and establish themselves. And before you know it, people just use it to springboard their way up. I think it's so hard to, to judge. As, as a rule of thumb, you're probably better off giving yourself a decent bit of caution because 
nine times out of ten, like even knowing it, say for example, prime example, when I joined Twitter and I said like Jamie Vardy's not playing, he's not travelled with the side, you know, and it and it was right, and a lot of people didn't believe me and fair play to them. I panicked. I made it like a minus twelve. I bought Iosi Perez in because we were playing Norwich, and I was like, if no Vardy, I was like, I need a left like player. Norwich is so bad. Uh, we lost on telly on a Friday night. I was then stuck with Iosi Perez. And I think I've made oh. it on the as well. <laughs> you never want to be like, stuck with Jose Perez, do you? We've, we've all had Jose Perez longer than we should have, though, haven't we? <laughs> well, no, no. But I thought to myself, like, what? I'm the one with the information, and it's still backfired. You know, if someone had never seen that, they wouldn't... Yeah, OK, it would have been annoying when they capped the mm. body and he, and he didn't turn up, but that's what you should support. And I always tell people this as well. Like, even when I'm, like, saying stuff, I'll be like, look, this is what I've heard, but this is what I'm doing. For example, say, like, I've heard maybe Barnes isn't starting... I own Barnes and I'm still starting him anyway. Because then at least if I'm giving all cards on the table, people can yeah. make their own decision on that. There's nothing worse. And, and I can understand it if I said, no, I don't know the Leicester team. And then I transfer Barnes out and all of a sudden he's like not in the side. <laughs> and then like people go, and what? so that's why like, I try and say, look, look, I know nothing, but I'm taking Barnes out because I don't think he's going to start. Do you think people feel like they have a right to your information, essentially? 100%. Last game of the season, I don't know how much you, you know about this, like, I got like a bit of a telling off from Rogers and stuff like that. And it was one of the scariest, well, not one of the scariest things, but for someone who oh, would bat themselves as being like pretty confident, I absolutely shit myself. It was really scary. He was so passive aggressive. It was one of the worst things that's ever happened to me. Anyway, then, <laughs> this is this a few days before the last game of the season. And so I was like, no, I'm not going anywhere near it last game of the season. Like, I was, I was like, like, nothing to do with me. And people were messaging me like, oh, look, I won't tell anyone. And I was like, leave me alone. And I was like, I'm having none of this. And people like, no, but look, like, I'll, I won't tell anyone. Like, and I was like, like I don't even know. It's, it's not worth me knowing. And like you say, people think that they've just got a right. Or like going back to what, what Nima said at the start of the show, like, I can tweet literally the most random things as proud as I am like today, my Mrs. is like, um, just finished vet school. I could tweet that like, I'm so proud. And people were like, oh, any info on left transfers? I mean, I'll be like, what is going on like here? Like, um, <laughs> that comes with the territory, I guess. Must be um, quite nice to get that, though, like, at the end of the day, get that sort of positive sort of reinforcement. I guess on the other side of it, though, there's people who are doing it for... Well, I mean, you said you were doing it to some extent for the clout, but you're still there's still some niceness about that. No, there, there is definitely. It would be unfair on your listeners to come on here and say like, oh, that's not relevant in the slightest. Cause not even yeah. like the clout in terms of like, oh, I want to be known as like the less in the know. But just the, the fact that if I didn't do that, I wouldn't be sat here talking to you, you know, like that is just the way of the world. You know, I wouldn't get to do some of the good things I've, I've got to do. You know, I got to play in the Game Week 39 game. Like, that wouldn't have happened with, without this there is time that goes into it like you wouldn't do it if, if there wasn't that thing yeah but yeah carry on i was just defending myself uh, against yeah, this yeah, idea exactly. that i'm there for the clout but on the point of being there for the clout there is this sort of shady side to ickness isn't there i mean you spoke about dark rooms earlier or at least i alluded to it and this sort of dark underbelly to it and there's all these sorts of people aren't there who are out there just 
doing it for nefarious reasons, in fact. I know, Nima, you and the FPL Hibbo from your Net That Hall podcast have got lists of people, haven't you, who are out there just spreading basically lies on match day. I mean, we've all seen it. We've all seen the person who's just said, you know, I'm with the blah, blah team. And, oh, yeah, this guy's not, he's not travelled with the team. And, you know, it's an account that's come out of nowhere. It's just there to mess with people effectively. I mean, what do you think about that, Nima, like the shady side of being an ITK? I mean, what are their yeah. motives? Why do they do it? I think some people are just like any typical internet troll. Like they get a kick out of screwing with people's teams. Um, maybe they see FPL players as like nerds and virgins, as they call the people at my meetups. Um, some of the comments we got, a uh, recent photo was, I've never seen a bigger group of virgins in my life. So, Guilty. you know. Yeah, exactly. So virgins are welcome. Non-virgins can come and reclaim their virginity at FPL meets. But that aside, essentially, some people will put out fake news minutes before deadline because they want to see you scramble. They want to see people take a minus four and sell a player that then starts. And in the off chance they're right, and somehow that player doesn't, they'll then springboard that into growing a legitimate account, as Sam was saying. So they kind of win either way because either they get to watch everyone melt down and like take players out of their teams who start, or they get something controversial right and they use it as a springboard for more fake news. So I only block two types of people on Twitter. Um, obviously, the mute button I do use, but blocking is exclusively reserved for fake ITKs and racists, basically. Um, they're like the two that I like actively Jeez. block. Yeah, they're the main two, but ITKs are the worst because they will change their handles, as Sam was saying. So you will never know it's the same guy. And over the course of two months, someone will have eight, nine different handles and I've seen it before where people will share in like a Twitter group chat, someone's lineup and I'll click it and it'll be like, you can't see this tweet. It's from an account you blocked. So I click view, I see the lineup and I just reply and say, I've blocked them. I only block fakes. And, and then every time without fail, as you say, that info turns out to be fake. So it's like the people who fake it, they will keep going. Other people in FPL get so excited, like new accounts show up and people who don't know is fake because they didn't block it the first time around, they rename. And yeah. they share it and that misinformation goes so far. And then there's other people who pass off ITK info, whether it's real or fake info, as their own. They don't even credit it. So I've seen lots of people put out news. There was a whole debacle a few months back where someone got most of the team right, as Sam says, maybe 80% of it. And people were like, but you got 20% wrong. And they were like, well, I said I was 80% right. But, and then they were like, what do you mean? So you were 80% of the team sheet? He was like, no, I said my news was 80% likely to be right. And it all became very confusing. <laughs> and it became a running meme in the community of like, so which is it? 80% of the 11 players or 80% of the time you get your info right and 20% is wrong. And then if 20% is wrong, then it's not ITK and you are guessing. I think the other thing as well, like going back to the stealing thing, there'll be times when I'll be like, look, I know nothing. So this is what, as a Leicester fan, this is what I think the team will be. And I'd back myself that it will be pretty good. It's not going to be always 11 out of 11, but yeah. I should be able to get the, the right idea, you know, the, the right shape. And then I'll tweet it and people will like tag me in it to kind of source me, but they'll be like, this is a Leicester team tomorrow. Summer. And I'll be like, whoa, whoa. And a lot of the time I do feel bad because it's where there's maybe breakdowns in like translation and stuff like that. Some of the accounts where perhaps English isn't their first language and they just see me tweeting a team and thinking oh that's a team and then I sort of like have to be like look this is nothing to do with me <laughs> although it's like my guess don't go making transfers I'm like like my guess or at least if you do give me a break if it's wrong like because the amount of times that people will instead of just retweeting you they'll just tweet the info and just tag you in it because they're the ones getting 
the, the retweets and the, the notifications. That happens so much. They aggregate it from every ITK they know. And then they make out they have this big knowledge and lots of sources. But for them, it's secondhand. So when you get it wrong, they get it wrong. And if you're making an educated guess and you've said that, but they don't, then they shift the blame onto you again. Because then when they're wrong and they get abused and they're not ready for that abuse because they don't know the ITK life, then they're saying to their followers, but Sam told me this was the team. And you're like, I didn't. (laughs) And that's the thing. And the biggest problem, especially with as much as I love the FPL community, it's his own worst enemy at times in that someone random will tweet a team and then people will just quote tweet that and say, oh, leaked team. They won't be like, oh, has anyone actually looked into this? They'll just be like, Liverpool team. And, you, and you'll be like, oh, Liverpool account says Salah is benched. And all of a sudden, more and more people, and they're like, oh, actually, yeah, that would make sense. We think he might. And you're thinking, without anything happening, there's this huge fever pitch. And you know how busy you get just before deadlines. And all it takes is one, it's like a, it's like a match to like, like dry logs, you know, like it literally just goes up. And like all of a sudden people are saying, yeah, confirm. Oh, I have heard this. And you've got people say Andy streaming and all the big guys are streaming and people in the comments saying, oh, someone has said this. And then he's trying to react to it. And then before you know it, I'll be in like WhatsApp groups and someone will be like, oh, someone said um, this is not happening. And you'll be like, oh, who said that? And they're like, oh, um, this person. And you and all they've done is like retweeted it. And you're like, oh. <laughs> people send it as, um, like in WhatsApp. I get a lot of groups where they send it in written text. So they copy and paste the message from the tweet. But because it's copied and pasted, you can't even see the handle it came from. So all you see yeah, is yeah. the tweet, but not the tweet itself or the picture of the tweet. It's just the plain text of what was in the tweet. And then I'm always like, what's the source? And then if you press them for it, they'll send you the link. And then I'm like, well, that link looks bloody dubious. But they don't send that because they know they just send it as plain text. That then gets forwarded to a bunch of WhatsApp groups. Someone screenshots a WhatsApp group, puts it back into Twitter group chats. Then it's on the timer. And it just goes viral, as you say. Like It honestly just explodes sort of think to yourself all you have to do is click on the account and you'll see it's not uh, how can you not take that much time uh, apologies if any of you have been caught out by it but how can you not take that much time to literally just click on the account name and see if it's the actual fpl as a, as a rule of thumb if they're following you it's probably not the actual fpl account what about the egos then because as you say i think some accounts they get notorious because they have team sheets for certain teams like you were saying but in reality, they're perhaps promoting like gambling products or like betting exchanges. And on, on that note, some of these accounts get really egotistical. Like I've seen one account that blocks everyone who writes any comments back, but they sit there abusing people in their replies. And I've in fact seen that same account block fellow fans of the same club for saying comments like, I think Salah's a better player than Mane, and then they get blocked. And this happens a lot with the ones that end up with 100k plus followers, I think. They kind of see themselves as this pseudo-celebrity because of info that they were leaking for a while that, I guess, made them a big account. And now they think they have the right to just do and say what they want and take offence to everything anyone says. Well, yeah, a lot of it's experience, isn't it? I mean, where you've got people you know, like Sam, certainly with genuine knowledge, you've got bags more individuals who have none or not very much or something that they're kind of passing off as their own. And they're presenting it 
in such a way as to make themselves seem like someone who knows something. It's very easy to do. You just write in complete sentences with full stops. That seems to be the, the kind of the, the formula to writing an ITK thing and then having like the little kind of circle emoji of the colour of the club next to it. I mean, if you go through the list of all the fake ITKs out there or IDKs as I whistly refer to them to nobody's laughter but my own, the odds are that you will find a fair few who are doing it purely for engagement purposes to feel like a somebody as Sam was inferring and uh, I, I think that after a while speaking to the point about just clicking into the account and having a look or kind of just thinking you know what why is this account blocked oh wait a minute it's because they've written something rubbish in the past it's just experience after a while you kind of are able to sift through the rubbish but I mean speaking to the point about why people do it or why kind of people don't look is because people don't really have the time a lot of the time they kind of just scroll through their feed and they see something said by somebody which confirms a story that they want to know I mean Sam was saying oh yeah I've heard this like say I've sold Salah this week on the hope that he's not going to play if I see an ITK in inverted commas turn up and go oh this guy's not playing then I'm going to suddenly be like oh yeah well that's good yeah I'm going to retweet that because it makes me feel good about the move that I've made I think that that's what's really important to remember there about those people but so much of the time, it's either people messing with people or somebody wanting to feel like a somebody with a capital S. I mean, that, that's definitely the way that I think a lot of the shady side of the ITK world goes. Let's move to FPL and how this all sort of fits together in our little tiny, tiny microcosm of the wider football world. I mean, let's start with you, Lucy. I mean, what's your view on how ICKs impact the world of FPL now? I mean, in the past, obviously, it was about the deadline. Is it less important than it was before to have those sort of deadline ICKs that NEMA sort of represents? I don't want to say that Neem was less important. That seems mean. Well, in a way, ITKs were the source of why we ended up with a shifted deadline, right? So, so if people, no one had any information, we wouldn't have ever seen the deadline move, right? Um, so in a way, the, the way that Rockstar in that clip was talking about, like how it snowballed and how that whole season got way out of hand, basically that was at the kind of root of why um, FPL Towers moved the deadline, right? I'm with Neem in the sense that I'd have loved the deadline to move to kickoff, but I think they're never going to do that. So I think, yes, IT, like the the kind of team news people aren't as relevant as they were. But, you know, that's basically because some people with team news made the most of it and it, it kind of died. And I think that's probably why, you know, we were talking about how Neema was talking about how he did it for like kind of Robin Hood, stealing the information to give to all of us and kind of do it for good reasons, I guess. Um, whereas Sam's talking about the clout and the kind of name it gives him in the community. Well, I'm, I'm kind of guessing from the fact that for Sam, because he's having to kind of pull information together from multiple sources and doesn't necessarily have the same reliability as the kind of standard media source. I know we're saying that occasionally media sources can be wrong because team news shifts right at kickoff but generally that's the kind of reliable solid information sam's kind of taking a bit more of a risk isn't he because he's taking the chance that the that the people he knows has to have definitely got it right and that he can put his name to that information that probably is why he's got a bit more kind of of himself in it if that makes sense so as to how the influence at FBL, yes, probably Sam's become a bit more important and the, and the type that Sam is, you know, the people that have that inside information at football clubs, they are probably more, more important than they were. And it's kind of swung 
but I guess that was because the other kind became so important for a short period. I don't, I don't want to say that I've said that you're less important, Nima, but does that sound about no, right? No, I think that's spot on. Um, one thing I do want to say, because we spoke about journalists earlier and how they can't risk, obviously, their reputation, I think it's quite interesting is when we look at people like on The Athletic, um, Man City is obviously a very difficult team to get right. We have predictors. We all try our best to get the players we think will start, but we never know with Pep. And I remember last season, there was a few occasions around the Athletic, like in the Q&A leading up to the FPL deadline. Um, you know, Sam Lee, who represents Man City, he would be at the stadium, he'd be on the pitch, he'd be watching the warm-up drills, for instance. And sometimes people would ask in the chat, like, you know, I'm going to buy Mares. Is he definitely starting? And then he might say, I'm not so sure about that. And then, like, he'd give hints away. And these were pre-deadline. So I do think still, even though, like, Sam does put his neck out obviously a lot more and he's putting the info out days in advance when it can change. I think still the kind of the ITKs and the journalists world who aren't just basing it on team sheets, and I was kind of saying they have both team sheets and club sources, they still are just as relevant in FPL because for me as well, I recall like buying someone like a Ferran Torres because it's, it's been told to us by the Man City correspondent of The Athletic that yeah, I think he'll start and they're playing a trash team and I think maybe he'll get a hat-trick. So yeah. I kind of take the plunge because I was 50-50 between, say, Mahrez and this guy. He seems pretty certain this guy's starting. You know, he's at the stadium, he's a journalist. I hope he's right and most of the time he is. So I think there is still like this clamour even from the journalists themselves to get stuff out before. And even if it's not official, even if it's not on their public Twitter timeline and they still wait to put the full team sheet, Following the right journalists, ITKs, I think you can still get snippets of certain players starting or not, even if it's not on their main timeline. Like a lot of time it's in replied tweets. That's almost the safest way for them to share that information, right? Because they this not got the same scrutiny. Sort of going on, on what Nima talking about there, and obviously Tom asked the influence that ITKs have on FPL. But I think there's also, on the flip side, how much influence does FPL have on ITKs, you know, um, and, and not necessarily just ITKs, but also uh, journalists themselves. And without trying to pronounce their names or or even like remember their names, I know there's definitely one journalist in the Birmingham Mail, I forget what his name is. There's, I think, maybe another guy that is involved with like United and stuff like that. And they started reporting on stuff before the one hour when the teams are announced because they know that there is that fever pitch of FPL accounts. These are guys that are genuinely trying to make a living and having Twitter followers means a lot to them. So they just dip into the FPL community and say, at the ground, and it's so much easier for them as well because they have a blue tip, because they, they'll work for someone and they'll say, this is what's happening. But I'm not saying that they're a bad person for using the FPL community for that, but they know exactly what they're doing. Again, another one, Team News and Tick, a, a guy that, that I sort of do speak to, you know, and, and always have done, even in his very early stages. He's not an FPL player. He's not part of the FPL community. And he won't take offence to me saying that that's not his bag at all. But he knows that you just dip into that and then it goes wild. XWHU uh, employee, you know, like, I, I think he does play FPL. But again, he, he knows that when he's got West Ham team news and stuff like that, if people are really desperate, we give people the platform to use us. So I think it's very much, they go hand in hand, you know, FPL community, you know, and, and that's why I think where we're going is that you, you go on to a lot of things in terms of how much more information there is there, but in the know sort of nature and stuff like that is, is a massive thing. You know, like I'm in a lot of group chats, for example, say like the team I play football for on a Sunday or like the work group chat, 
and I'll be like, oh, by the way, Ronaldo's like benched. And they'll be like, no, the, well, how do you know that? The team's not out for like 10 minutes. And I'll be like, no, no, he's, he's benched. Like, and they're like gobsmacked as to like how you know. Oh, like, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And there are so many people that you, you forget when we're in this sort of little bubble that we're all in, you know, that we have access to this information. And, and I think that's where we will go with it is that for all its bad parts, and there are lots of bad parts that having too much noise and being drowned out by the noise, by being on FPL Twitter or sort of like FPL Reddit or, or whatever you want to be, FPL Instagram, um, mm. the, the information that you gain is invaluable purely because it, it doesn't really filter through as, as well or as fast further down. You know, like there are a lot of times, especially the big ones, say Liverpool are early kickoffs or Man City are early kickoffs. I feel sorry. I do genuinely feel sorry for the lads that are the States guys where if deadline is, I don't know, 2 a.m. for that, or maybe like 4 a.m., whatever, whatever, just make a random time. Because that half an hour, because you are literally sat on your phone thinking like, I haven't made a transfer yet. And it is very likely that information in the next 15 minutes will determine what transfer I make. Yeah. yeah. And that's quite a dangerous point that, that we're at. I, for the same reason, sort of Lucy and Nemo have said, would be an advocate of moving the deadline back. Like, I don't care whether it, whether it means anything for, for what I do. Because you, you spend all week listening to, to podcasts or looking at stats and stuff. Yeah. Only just a rush of transfer with five minutes before the deadline. We've all been there, Sam. We've all been there. That's the churn of FPL, though, in some ways. And I suppose what you're saying, I suppose what we're all kind of saying in some ways, is that... FPL, that sort of kind of key particle that creates the emotional connection. And I suppose it does for betting too, with the guys like FPL, um, uh, Ticks or whatever his name is. Well, I can't remember what his name is now. Team News um, and Ticks. Yeah, yeah, Team News and Ticks. That's sort all of about betting. But that creates that sort of emotional connection that binds it all together. And it, I suppose that kind of also is what formed, as Lucy spoke about earlier, that blowback to the 60 minute deadline. And even now, we have people checking in on certain characters on FPL YouTube to see what they're doing, and they might know something and they may have made their moves. And that invaluable info before the deadline, before the game week even starts, from the likes of you, Sam, a lot of that doesn't filter through to people who aren't as engaged as we are. So you still get that sense of knowledge which moves you forward. You're still able to kind of say, all right, well, this week I'm going to captain, you know, Vardy because I know, because Sam Martin has told me, and I trust him, that he's going to start this week. So he's worth bringing in and captaining. And you know, it creates that sense of meaning, doesn't it? That certainty of information is so important. And it was so important as well in the season just gone because of COVID. We knew if I see a journalist saying, oh, by the way, X is not available due to medical confidentiality reasons, it's probably worth inferring that he's probably got COVID. So I can get rid of him safely knowing he's not going to show up again for another two or three, three weeks. So that was really interesting this year. What I'm really interested, though, is that kind of emotional impact of FPL ICKs, because with deadline movements, there's now a real difference, I think, between FPL-relevant and FPL-irrelevant information. But that FPL-relevant information is still so important online, isn't it? Like even if you can't do anything there's still a huge emotional impact to me knowing that the player I brought in, for example, won't be playing. Even though the deadline's on Friday, it's Saturday, it's 1.45, but I'm hearing that blah, blah isn't playing. That can be a bit crap, can't it? And then, you know, Nimi, you said, you know, you only block racists and fake ICKs. But a lot of the time, their ICK knowledge now, it's actually really completely irrelevant. But I mean, don't you think it's the emotional impact, actually, which is huge? 
Like, I think that's, that's why I blocked them because I feel like they're trying to mess with my emotions, um, especially when it's post deadline and it shouldn't affect my team, as you say. Um, something I do, I do like. So I, I will give a shout out to Team Six News as well because I think there was a time last season where he, he got the city lineup spot on, and it was actually like half an hour pre deadline. So I early on, similar to Sam, reached out to him when I think I was one of his first few hundred followers, and him being an Arsenal fan and season ticket holder. It, I was like, oh, there's a fellow Arsenal fan. And I remember one time I said to him, like, um, you know, that Bruno Fernandes is benched and he put out something about a different United player. And he was like, where do you get that? And I was like, oh, I thought you have the same news as that I do. And he was kind of like, no, I go to the portal as a last backup point of call because for betting, you know, we need to know a lot more than 75 minutes before. And as you say, that kind of emotional attachment to let's say there's a cup game and everyone thinks Man City is going to play a B team. On the sports exchange, when you're betting against other people and not the house, the odds for Man City might not be so great as a winner because everyone thinks they bench their star players. But then if you know even one minute before the masses that they have a strong A team out, you can put money against everyone else who doesn't know that. So there is a lot of power and money to be made in this knowledge. So I think it does extend beyond FPL and that's where part of the dark side of it comes in because you do have these big betting companies in the Premier League themselves who are money hungry as well. And they are out to stop these leaks and they are very upset. So I think when the leaks are media related, there's a lot of repercussions for people's livelihoods. Hence why somebody like Rockstar, like no one knows who he is. He's always had to remain anonymous. And in some ways I felt great to cleanse my old account and delete it because I could then just be myself and be Nima the Arsenal fan, the FPL player and be a bit more like Sam, where I can just be part of the community. And like, I was the water boy at Gaming 39. Similarly, he actually played, so <laughs> fair play to you. But, um, you know, I gave them the special juice like Bugs Bunny. Yeah, no, I think really the, the other guy you were talking about, Sam, so Ben Ramsdale, I think he's the Birmingham guy. So he was like a legit journalist. You know, he has the verified tick and he actually became quite famous in the FPL community and started interacting with FPL accounts. And he then started playing the game and he got really into it. And he was like, oh, I've got the FPL bug because I think people were saying like, thanks to him for the news. And then they were like, why don't you play FPL? And then he got into FPL from that. So it's almost like the FPL players are so enthusiastic about getting this info that we're out there convincing journalists who don't even play FPL to now be part of the FPL community. And now he's into FPL. His bio doesn't say FPL, but he plays and his pin screenshot is like a, a triple captain of Emmanuel Dennis I've just seen. So it's mad, that crossroad where the FPL addicts all over the world have kind of started engaging with legit football sources and everyone's yeah. enjoying the game more. We're more invested in the game because of FPL and the team news just adds another layer of emotion to that investment we already have. Yeah, I know. I, mean, I think you're both kind of saying that ITKs are important because they have their place in terms of providing FPL managers with an edge. And I think before it was really clear, you know, back in 2018, 19, 2019-20 season, I think it was one of those two seasons anyway, when the deadline was moved from an hour to an hour and a half. That was a really clear, sharp edge that we all had because we, we all knew if we got on Twitter um, you know, 15 minutes before, we didn't have to make our transfers yet. We could make our transfers with the certainty of at least one game. We knew what was going to happen. Now it's a bit of a fuzzier one, I think. And we don't really know so much now who we can trust. And we have to be more discerning, really, about how it all fits together. And I guess that kind of leads me to the final question that I've got for you all today, which is you know, what place do ITKs now have in FPL? I mean, what do you all think? I mean, Lucy, do ITKs still have a place 
in FPL or is it kind of apart from Sam and the kind of long, longitudinal sort of sense of club plug-in is it all just something that you should be skeptical of and just think you know what screw it it's not worth it you should always be skeptical but I don't think that means that it's not worth it there are always going to be a place for people that have privileged information because and we know that information is there that not necessarily that journalists can share it and we know that there is going to be some way that people can find the inside route on things and ultimately if you get the right source and you know say for example like sam who has relatively reliable information you know that that's kind of kind of pay off for you from an fpl perspective i think what we don't have anymore are those black and white lines of this is definitely going to be accurate information now we kind of is a little bit more kind of finger in the air and you're going to have to be quite selective i don't think that's necessarily a bad thing because i think that it rewards people that do make sound judgments and it rewards people when they find a good source and and know what they're looking at to make the right decisions based on those sources so um i think itk's do still have a place but I think the way that FPL has changed in the last three or four years means that you're just going to have to be a bit more careful about those people um, and who you trust and as Neem said about making sure you block people when you when you hear about bad things so that you're not kind of pulled back in again I don't know if if that sounds about right to you guys Sam does that sound about right no, definitely. And I think the one thing I would add to that is as the FPL community grows and, and as, as FPL grows, the amount of sort of fake in the nose and the sort of like people with sort of malicious intentions there are only going to increase, you know, because more and more people are going to see, oh, that's what I want, you know, like I want the the the, the sort of to, to wind people up or, or whatever that so as it gets bigger you you're going to have to take a bit more care and caution but then at the same time you are going to get more and more people who actually start sharing this info because like we've spoken about even from the beginning there are so many people across the country who has more insight than, than sort of joe blog for whatever reason and they're gonna like as fpl gets bigger they're gonna go oh you know what i play fpl albeit casually and this info that I've been sat on maybe for years, just getting every week, you know, like when these tweet it, they get 200 retweets and like loads of followers. So I'm just going to tweet it. And that's how a lot of people start out. You see, like, I think, was there one, was there a Southampton one? Um, you know, and, and random other clubs. I know there's like FPL villain now. I think he knows people in, in the Premier League and, and stuff like that. These are just going to come more and more, you know, they're, I'll give you like a, just a basic example of the little things that, that have, for example, I know estate agents that have moved players in like, you know, to, to areas and all of a sudden that's how they know that, that someone's moving to the area. And I don't, I don't really know what's happening with, with this. I, I went off on it a while back and it blew up in my face. So I've stayed well out of the way, but like. I've example, heard the estate like, agent thing Southampton players before. They've been like, yeah, yeah. yeah. he's definitely because like, my mate showed him around. It's like, what? Yeah, like I live, or oh, I live near about sort of 15 doors down, maybe from a Leicester player that used to live near me. And then there was just like the removal vans moving all their stuff. And you're like, oh, so there's, so he's either found a, a nice house in the area or he's going somewhere else. Even like, like random things, a lad that sort of originated playing football in, in the sort of Leicester area, he doesn't, he doesn't play for Leicester and I don't think he ever had, but he was signing for a player as a big signing to play up front. So then 
everyone knew, okay, that's the trigger that means he must be coming in to replace someone. So everyone knew, all oh, right, well, he's leaving. And that's just going to keep coming more and more, you know, and people are going to think, oh, what an easy way to cotton on to, to thingy. So that, that just more and more info is going to come. But with it, it's like a sort of twin-edged sword, isn't it? You get the good with, with one hand, but there's also going to be so much more bad. So you're just going to have to filter for it. And it's it's how much effort you can put into filter. Because for me, what's worse, getting done with false info or taking the benefit from correct info. The downside to false info or incorrect info is probably bigger, in my opinion, than the upside of getting like correct info. Because a lot of the time, mm. the correct info is like just reasserting like what you know, with the exception of like the odd, huge, pro- high profile benching. I think I've come to the habit, and I think this is, I don't want to repeat what either of you said, which is spot on to be honest but um just to add to it i've come to the habit of like unless i was already going to potentially make that move unless i was going to sell that player no matter what even if i'm told someone's bench like say like a rafinha and i know i want him for future games if i'm thinking they might be benched while everyone sells him i might just bench him and play someone else like you said it earlier sam that's why we have a bench so it's very rare now that based on kind of ITKs that I've never seen, I'll make a move. Now, if it's Team Ticks News and I've followed the guy for a year and he's always been right, then I'm more likely to be like, okay, well, if Salah misses this game and then he's got a blank game week, suddenly I'm like, well, I was always going to hold him, but now I could get Sun for two weeks and captain him. So it is very much, I will make decisions based on the reliability of the source. And I think more correct sources will come out. And with that, worse sources will come out too. Um, but I think going forward in FPL with the rise of, I know there was the article on the BBC about AI and algorithms and is it cheating and um, we've yeah. seen the fixtures for City and Liverpool and you know people 50% of their budget will likely go to those two teams so I'm sure there'll be very template teams in game week one as a template player myself um, I think the future of those who do really well in FPL the differentiator between all the masses who have template teams will be expected minutes so I actually think that the value of ITKs going forwards will be more than it's ever been before because Concrete info was easy to act on. Non-concrete info is not. And this is the kind of game that someone like Late Riser Pranil loves. And he loved this pre-ITK like deadline stuff, which was making educated guesses about who starts. Like seeing those team predictors from Emma jumped away for like Chelsea and City, seeing that like say 80% think James starts, 60% Alonso. So everyone kind of goes, James, he's benched Alonso, starts, scores a goal, gets 19 points in a double, James gets two. Um, those very fine margins, that's what's going to differentiate our seasons and our ranks, I think, in future years. Because people will look at AI, they'll look at algorithms, they'll look at fixture tickers, and we'll all have a lot more information than we've ever had. Like the app for FPL sends out push notifications telling people when game weeks are, like double game weeks and blanks. That wasn't the case a few years back. So the only differentiator we have left is, do you have any, even like 5% more edge on someone because you have a source that you've followed and trusted over months or years and you've vetted that eventually when the time comes, you will be willing to make a big transfer out or a minus eight based on that info. And I think that's how you're going to win FPL in the future is through ITK info. It's just a very different type and it's not always going to be 100% because you're going to make some bad decisions off fake ones too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I, I was going to say, what's the one key impact round off that we all reckon that ITK is going to help in FPL? And it sounds like for you, Nima, concrete info surrounding expected minutes 
is the king. That's going to be the edge. For you, Sam, what's the one key impact do you think the ITKs either currently or in the future will have on FPL? I, I get it already. You know, like a lot of high profile, like high quality managers that, that are already trying to find this edge. And I'll be like, look, I, I don't know the team. And they'll be like, look, I'm not bothered about knowing the team. I trust your, even just your understanding of Leicester as, as a whole. What do you think? Because that's where people are, are looking. And the, the same way I do it as well, I would say like, Lucy, like, talk to me, like, where do I need to be with, with this and this? Because you know your team. And I think we'll we'll end up going down that road a lot more as, as well, as Nima talks about, and, and sort of that expected minute. Those people who know their clubs inside out will become sort of quite valuable for what they can share, you know, because you see it all the time, like, and I mean this in the nicest possible way, but the amount of times I'll see, like, he's definitely going to start for Leicester. And I'm like, what are you going on about? That, and I'd probably say it about, like, other clubs as well. You know? It's all well and good watching a bit of match of the day or, like, a few highlights and thinking, you know, like, a team, but you can easily, unless you watch the team sort of week in, week out, you can easily get the wrong idea, in my opinion, of just sort of, of what to expect. People will tell me like, oh, he's going to be rested next week. And I'll be like, he's literally not missed a game. And they'll be like, yeah, that's why he's going to be rested. And I'll be like, yeah, but you don't know like the player, like that, that's just not him. It, trust me, he will start. And that that will be where it goes, I think. And I, and I think, as I touched on about, there's more as well, like just there's going to be a lot more people that, that do it for, for sort of like malicious impact. So you're just going to have to be careful. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. All right. So I guess to summarize, we no longer have this sort of black and white world of what is true and what isn't true as much anymore. It's a murky world and it's hard at times to understand which way to turn. FPL has changed and there's going to be moments where you can fall into the pitfall of getting behind the wrong ITK or hearing something and kind of making a decision that ultimately turns out to be a bad one, especially as the community grows and more fakes are going to crop up, a bit like whack-a-mole. You know, you'll see one, you'll mute them or block them and they'll crop up somewhere else and you'll see them retweeted by somebody else. And a lot of it is going to be experience, as I said earlier on, knowing what to look for and to be able to tell the difference, as Sam was saying earlier, between those who have genuine insight and those who are essentially peddling bullshit with the aim of either messing with people or growing their accounts, as Neem was talking about, by sounding authoritative. Both of these ITK, ITKs, as it were, have basically said that the race to fine margins may still mean that ITKs have their role to play in FPL going forward, especially when it comes to those who know their clubs inside out, as Sam was saying, having information which is going to help you make those close calls, which ultimately could define your season. So basically, I think in summary, stay safe out there. <laughs> There's going to be genuine information to be found, gems to be had that could really make or break your game week. You've just got to be so damn careful. It's a fascinating subject, honestly. And it was a really excellent discussion where I hope you've heard several tidbits which are of interest that will hopefully help you as a manager navigate through the foggy world of ITKs and FPL. Thanks so much to our really good guests for coming on. Sam, first, thanks for your time. Really awesome having you on. I'm sure we'll have you on at some point in the season, especially uh, when Leicester have a very good tranche of fixtures and everyone wants to know, should I be buying in Kin and Dewsbury Hall? But yeah, thanks again, mate. Yeah, I'm always, a, always a pleasure. Thank you, for, thank you for having me and I'd be more than honoured to, to come back on again. Uh, it'd be really good to uh, see you again. And Nima, thanks so much again for coming on. Thanks for all your wisdom about the team sheet stuff. I mean, it's obviously really fascinating to hear that side of it. Thanks again for your time. Thanks. Yeah, no, it's been great fun. And for anyone who doesn't know, obviously Tom doesn't want to 
bang on his own drum too much, but he's a massive part of the FPL Meets community. Um, he was one of the five people that we met up with in a pub last September, and now there were 70 people at Game Week 38 and meetups in six countries, including a one where the winner of FPL was at. So hopefully on to big things next year. And anyone listening to who got the assist, uh, who wants to meet Tom, meet other like-minded FPL managers, do just hit up us, uh, come to FPL Meets, just have fun in the pub with some friends watching games. And you can actually be there with us while we're scrolling the ITKs, making minus four <laughs> over a pint next season. So if that's not sold it to you, then I don't know what will. Thanks, yeah, Dima. Thank is that at FPL Meets? Is that correct? It is, yeah, yeah. But I thought if you're going to do a plug, you might as well. You know, yeah, do it you, properly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Cool. <laughs> Don't follow me. Just follow the global yeah. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Okay. We were Who Got the Assist. If you enjoyed listening to this, please like and subscribe to the podcast. For new listeners out there, please hit that five-star rating across things like iTunes and Spotify so more people can enjoy the pod. Yep. Thanks so much indeed. Go ahead and do that. At the time you listen to this out there, there should be loads of recent content going on out in the evening. I'm sure it will be kind of our first podcast. Our price analysis as well will be out there too. I hope you enjoyed this. We hope we assisted you. Think about the world of ICKs and FPL and we'll speak to you again very, very soon. Goodbye. Oh, it's a goal. Who got the assist? Who got the assist? Podcast Network.